Hello, everyone, and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this podcast, Education Matters. Well, our guest today is from Capshaw Elementary, and a lot of folks know her and her husband around the rodeo circuit, and that's Kelsey White, formerly known as Kelsey Bussell. It's that's how I know you, but now it's, yeah. you know, you have to get those married names yeah. and all that now. But Kelsey, welcome to Local Matters. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, let's uh, start off a little bit by telling us about what you do at Capshaw. I am a third and fourth grade resource teacher. So that means that some of our struggling kids in reading and math need a little bit more intensive help to close some of those academic gaps. And that's where I come in to help provide that instruction. Now, how long have you been at Capshaw? Uh, this is actually my first year at Capshaw. Really? Yep. Well, what brought you to Capshaw? Um, it was kind of just an accidental. I heard through the grapevine that they were adding a second position, and I knew my daughter would be going. So I, it, I'm a Capshaw kid, and it kind of just pulled <laughs> at my heart for all of us to be there together. Yeah. Now, what were you doing prior to this? Um, I was at Prescott Middle as a self-contained um, teacher as for more severe disabilities. Okay. Um, and just decided, I loved it, but I just decided to try something new. Well, you know, it takes a special person to, to, to deal with in special education. So what made you want to get into special education? Um, special ed has been my heart since middle school. Um, I started working as a... Um, peer buddy and a volunteer for the summer school um, mm-hmm. program and we started bringing our horses for horse day for the um, for ESY and then through there I just stayed through high school and my mom was a special ed teacher and then the director so it's really just in the blood yeah <laughs> well now uh, take us through a typical day at Capshaw what you do from the time you get there um, so actually my day starts out a little slow just because, um, my third and fourth graders don't have their future ready time until later in the day. So my morning, um, is kind of just going to check on some of my kids and if they need help with some of their independent work happening in their gen ed classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as future ready times come throughout the day, um, and that's for the RTI time and for the pullout times is what we call for that future ready. Um, then kids come to my classroom and we do um, our 45 minutes of intense intervention for reading and math. Yeah. You said you were a Capshaw kid. So what's it like to be back at Capshaw? It is pretty awesome. Um, we had our cougar run back in the fall. Yeah. and it, it was, It's a spectacle, man. I'm is. telling you, it is. It was um, great as a kid and then as an adult to see all the kids enjoying it. Yes. It just it's it's awesome. Well, from the time when you were there, I mean, and when my daughter was there, I mean, it's like it's grown so much. Oh, my gosh. And now, it's crazy. when they, like, introduce the classrooms, the kids come running out the front door. It's yes. like, oh, this is so awesome, yes. man. Yes, they feel so special. And the the PTO and all the chair, they do an awesome job on making it feel special for the kids. Yeah. So I really enjoyed being back for that. Now, talk a little bit about special education and and. You know, uh, it's it's been your heart. Did you always know that that was something that you wanted to do? Actually, no. I my heart has always been with special needs. So the original plan, it's really funny, was I was going to be a physical therapist and I was going to open my own um, horse riding therapy for those with special needs. Yeah. And um, you know, the first plan never goes right. anywhere close. I actually ended up changing my major um, the first semester um, because college. I was went to college on a rodeo scholarship. Okay. So between and you went to UT Martin. Yes, went to UT Martin. Yeah. So with all the practices, and we left for rodeos on Wednesday, so I missed three days of classes, and I was I was like, this is just not going to work. I can't handle 
the intensity of rodeo with the intensity of what it's going to take to get into PT school. Sure. Um, so um, I had actually worked with you um, in high school yeah. on that show, and I'd actually done quite a bit with Randy Adams right. um, on his sports um, show. And that's why I said, well, wait a minute, physical therapy. No, I thought communications yes. was going to be your yes. first thing. So it was really funny. Um, I had this major freak out that first semester and just started <laughs> rattling my brain on what in the world could I do with my life. Then I was like, well, I really enjoyed working with Buddy and working with Randy Adams. I was like, I think I would like communications. So I went that same week and changed my major to communications awesome. and started on that trail. Yeah. And so then uh, while you're at UT Martin, did you go ahead and graduate with a communications degree? I did. Degree? I have a communications degree with a focus in broadcasting and a minor in marketing. Um, and I went to right to work as soon as I graduated. And then I was um, a producer for a video production company out of Starkville, Mississippi, um, and did that for about eight months and then said, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> Changed your mind again. Changed my mind again. Um, so then I um, actually called Tanya Wheeler and was like, hey, me and Palmer are moving back to Cookville and I need a job. And she said, well, you know, we have assistant jobs all the time. Right. What, where do you want to go? Yeah. Um, so I actually started at Prescott as a one-on-one assistant in a special ed classroom and then um, found out that the state was offering um, job embedded Mm-hmm. When you start your master's, you can work job embedded and go straight into the classroom. So I enrolled in tech and started the my master's in special education and, and worked that a year and a half as an assistant and then applied and started teaching. Wow. Now, when was your first uh, official year as a teacher? 18. In, the school, in 18, 2018. Yep, 2018. So you, then it's your sixth year of teaching? Yeah. Wow. And you still have the, the, the chops for communication. Yeah. You still got that communication. I'm so proud because <laughs> I just knew back then. So a little background, we used to do a, a show called The Sport Zone, and it was on a local TV cable channel. And Kelsey was a rodeo star, and so I went to her place to to do a, a feature. And I remember, man, that was so awesome because you guys were like, you were riding around, and you threw the rope around me. I mean, that was you know, he lassoed me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the only person who's ever lassoed <laughs> me. So you've got that distinction. But yeah, and, and it was obvious that you had talents, not just in rodeo, but also in communications. So have you looked at like doing any kind of, you know, a podcast maybe on special needs or anything like that? Have, have you thought about something like Because you've got the background. Yeah, honestly, um, not really. We stay so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, with we, We're still rodeoing full time on the weekends. And the girls have started dance and t-ball, and I just have not. And I mean, I honestly, just graduated in twenty-one with my master's. Okay. So at that point, I was still yeah, right. working full-time, school on the other side, and being a mom. Being a mom. Yeah. So I really haven't slowed down enough to think about anything. I have an extra time. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about reading, and then what was the other thing? Math. Math. Yep. Um, so what's kind of like your lesson plan like when you when you put that together every day? Um, so we have a, speci- um, a couple specific um, curriculum that the county has bought for us. Um, but it's all a lot of the redeemed curriculums for kids that have sh- uh, trouble with decoding and fluency. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the same thing every day because this research shows that if you the repetition of working on those letter sounds. And so I see them, I hear them. 
and then I and then we have what's called dictation where I say it and they have to repeat it and write it down. If we do that same repertoire every day, the research has shown that it's more likely to stick. Mm-hmm. So our days look very similar, but they're very productive days. Yeah. Um, and then on the math side, it's a little more um, complicated because math is so much harder because right. um, there's so many different aspects. I mean, our the English language is hard to read because of all the spelling rules, mm-hmm. but there are only this much and once we teach them and once they're there but math is forever changing and forever adding more (laughs) and more skills um so that one is a little more challenging for kids to to hold on to as a teacher and with any teacher obviously when you put forth a lesson plan and and you see the students grasping it and learning it and then there's like an aha moment or a light bulb moment that comes on uh what's it like for you to, to be able to see that and be a part of that? Oh, it's it's amazing. All of my students, you know, have IEPs, those individualized um, education plans, and we're working on the goals to help close some of those gaps and hopefully get us back on grade level. And to see, I mean, we, I mean, we truly have a picture because we have so much data and graphs that when you see a kid going up and making progress, it just, it makes your heart happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you go home in the evening, I know I mean, you're a mom and you, you're a wife and you have that stuff, but, uh, do you think about, you know, some of your students? I mean, what's oh, the relationship the like yeah, with your, your students? Your, your mind never turns off. Um, you know, we are overall a very blessed county, but we do have some of those kids that I do worry about sometimes on what's what are they going home to because mm-hmm. what they tell you at school. Um, so that's kind of hard to turn off. And then you have the kid that is, you know, got stuck on something that they didn't, that you didn't think was going to be a problem. So then you're thinking on, well, why did they get stuck on that? Yeah. So then you're trying to think about, well, what can I do tomorrow to help them work through that? So yeah, no, the mind, your mind never turns off when you're thinking about all the babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you did some individual work, and now you have classes. How big are the classes? Um, when I I'm going into a gen ed room, so in uh, twenty to twenty five kids, really, um, and we're going in and just helping, kind of just help the teacher with pulling because a lot of our teachers are pulling those small groups now in their own rooms, right, and helping fill some of those gaps themselves. Um, we're we're going so much into personalized learning these days that they're starting to do some of those things and incorporate. So I'm just going in and help supporting them support the kids when I go into those classes. And when you say personalized learning, what do you mean by that? Um, We're trying to individualize as much as we can for all kids. Mm -hmm. And when we have our grade level standard and we have kids that are struggling, we're scaffolding down to bring to how we can bring them to the material um, and still get the best that we can. So we're... Those general education teachers are doing a great job of preparing their lesson and then also preparing how they're going to help those struggling students get what they truly need out of it. Yeah, and who, who are you working with in that regards? Um, well, I have all of third and fourth grade, so yeah. um, that my kids are spread out, so I'm going into whatever teacher's or really need me that day. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have an assistant? Um, we do, um, but we have um, – Ashley Durbin is the K-2 teacher, and I'm 3-4, and we share an assistant. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure it's kind of cool that since you were an assistant, now that you can kind of mentor her and, and help her a little bit. Yeah, it it definitely, I truly think that everybody should have to play in a, a lower role yeah. um, than what they truly are, just to see, because there are some teachers that take some, their assistants for granted, and I'm like, they do just as much as the teacher does, except the paperwork. 
I mean, my assistant is teaching the small groups. Mm-hmm. She's making a lesson plan for right. her small groups. Um, I mean, I'm assisting and I'm overseeing what she's doing um, and putting my input on what needs to change. But when I when I tell her this is what the curriculum we're doing and this is your small group, she rolls with it. Um, so I'm um, people just don't don't realize it is so much work to be an assistant just without all the headache of all those IEP paperwork. We're going to hear more about uh, your family, your rodeo days, and your husband. So we're going to take a break. I'm Buddy Pearson, and you're listening to Local Matters. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online? or at a national chain store. In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture furniture in their showroom and when it's delivered it's not a box on your step they're glad to install and set up everything office mart there's no other locally owned office store in the region south jefferson avenue across from hardy's shop local at office mart well this is local matters with a focus on education i'm buddy pearson and we're talking with capshaw's kelsey white also well formerly known as kelsey bassell and and like we were talking there a little bit in, in the first segment i can remember uh, hearing about this young rodeo star, this this uh, just very impressive young lady, and uh, thinking, oh, okay, well, th- she'd be great to have on the sports zone. So we go out to your ranch, and of course, now that I know I work with your mom, yeah. uh, and which is awesome because she is so awesome, and uh, seeing you and and you know riding and doing all these things, and also so well spoken, and you know you didn't you didn't you weren't the stereotypical rodeo girl with the country twang <laughs> and couldn't put a sentence together or whatever. very well spoken and i'm thinking man she's got it going on and now here you are working with special needs at capshaw elementary but still doing some of the rodeo stuff absolutely and uh talk about the let, let's talk a little bit about the rodeo background and, and kind of how maybe that might even help you as a teacher but how did you get started in that um, it's all thanks to my brother. Yeah. Um, we were not a horse family. We've always had the small farm and my grand- great grandfather, they had a few cows. Um, but my brother went to the rodeo at Hyder Burks one year yeah. and came home and said, <laughs> I want to do that. Um, so it, we, as we all did. Yes, as we all, yes, yes, we all did. Um, so we ended up, we started out with some just trail riding horses first. Um, and the, mom and dad were like, well, we're going to see if he even, you know, sticks with a horse right. before we start diving in. And so he fell in love with the horses and, so we actually, um, my mom and dad started out on the trek on trying to find somebody who was going to teach because they didn't have a clue about right. any of it. Yeah. Um, so they found um, Carl Bilbury, who is the owner of Bilbury Brother Livestock um, here in Cookville. And he has a long, long history in the horse industry. Um, so Gunner started going for roping lessons and... I tagged along, um, <laughs> and then, of course, it came time. I wanted my own pony, and right. I wanted to do all the things, so I jumped right in, and um, we just started from there and just learned as we went. Mom and Dad, I mean, found out that 
you know, we could high school rodeo, that there yeah. was an association. I right. mean, when we first started, they didn't have a clue where to go or who, what to do. So once you get into the, the rodeo community, it's like a big family. Yeah. Everybody, um, we still have friends that we met when I was a kid that we're all still connected. We don't live anywhere close to each other, but we're all <laughs> still connected through rodeo, and we would all be there for each other at the drop of a hat. Um, so just the community that it gives is just, I mean, there's nothing else like it. Um, so they kind of took us under their wings and showed us and we high school rodeoed. And then I found out you can go to college on a scholarship for it. So I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. UT Martin, of course I grew up in West Tennessee and that was one of the things we knew, you know, UT Martin had a rodeo team. Uh, but, uh, and even, you know, your family's always been so involved in the fair too. So it's like, you know, there's, there's ag livestock. It's all the, you know, it all kind of intertwines together. And it seems like that the Tennessee high school rodeo association came to Heiderberg's. Yes, actually um, my mom and dad, they, my mom actually created uh, the Upper Cumberland Horse Club right. for the school system. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, not just rodeo, but there were other people that were horse showing um, and that we were a part of associations. So she said, well, if basketball gets excused absences for basketball games, right. then why shouldn't we for a, a, a Tennessee high school association? So she actually started that so that um, we could have excused absences for our rodeos. And then um, that grew to getting more of a, a the Putnam County rodeo. And then all the rodeos at that time were in West Tennessee. Yeah. So they said, we don't want to drive. We'll just put on our own. Yeah. And that, I think in 2009 was the first one that they brought. And Seems it's like still it. yeah. still going. How about that? Yeah. yeah. That club just keeps every every four years, gets new members and keeps the rodeo going. And how cool is it that you guys were on the ground floor? I mean, your mom, I mean, the, your family, and then everybody just kind of joined in and yep. supported it. And it's still going strong. Yes. And there's actually a special needs rodeo the same weekend. Really? Yes. They they got um, partnered with the Structured Athletics here in town. Yes. And they host every um, every year on that Saturday morning, they host a special needs rodeo. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what is your events? What do you compete in? Um, I'm mainly a breakaway roper. So when the calf leaves, I just have to rope it as fast as I can. Okay. Um, and then I also do the barrel racing. Ah, Yes. And now, how long have you been doing those two? Um, Did you I, do that in college? Yeah. Well, I mainly um, was a breakaway roper in college. Okay. Um, I didn't really have a barrel horse at the time. Mm-hmm. So, and my coach knew that. He signed me as a strictly a roper. Okay. Um, but I've been running barrels since I was probably three or four and then started <laughs> roping um, in middle school. Yeah. And now, where have you been competing and how has that been going? Um, so these days we like to stay in the Southeast just because, um, with family and with everything, um, we're a part of, um, two associations. We're part of the professional cowboy association and they are strictly in the Southeast. Um, they're Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida. Um, and then we're also a part of the international professional cowboy association. And that is, um, all of the United States and Canada, um, so we, and we travel all, we st- mainly stay in the Southeast, but we do go mm-hmm. to Oklahoma for that as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us about your family. 
because obviously you're not Kelsey Bissell anymore. No. You're Kelsey White. Yes. So I'm sure there's a man two that, that, that took care of all that. Two wonderful girls. Yeah. Um, two wonderful girls have come out of me becoming a White. Um, <laughs> my husband is actually from Mississippi. We met Tennessee High School rodeoing, um, and we've been together since high school. And we have a six-year-old Caroline and a two-year-old Ashley Joe, and we're actually a part. Um, we're he is the president, and I'm the secretary of the Middle Tennessee Junior Rodeo. That we're raising our girls up in it as well. And Caroline is actually the 2024 princess really for the rodeo yes wow, so she something? gets to wear her crown and her sash <laughs> and carry the tennessee flag oh my goodness that's awesome that is yeah. so awesome now your husband is quite uh the rodeo guy too tell us a little bit about his recent success yes we actually um just got back this morning at two thirty this morning wow um from biloxi mississippi it was the 2023 finals mm-hmm. um even though we're in the 24 year we were that was the finals for last year um and he we were blessed enough that he came out number one for the year so he is a, a champion this is his second time to win it so he's now a two-time champion and steer wrestler event steer wrestling yes, yes. Yep. Where you jump off the horse, you grab them um, by the horns, you throw, throw them down, down, and then do you have to rope their feet? No, okay, no, you that, just got to throw just them the, down. The calf roping is where the rope is connected, yeah. and you go down and tie the feet. Gotcha. Um, the steer wrestling is strictly you jumping off the horse and throwing the steer to the ground. But those are some pretty big steers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So does he get hurt much? Um, he, we are very thankful. He's only had one real accident. That was um. That was kind of scary that we thought he had torn his uh, leg up. Um, and we were, but other than that, we are very blessed. No, no major injuries other than a little soreness every now and then. <laughs> you know what, what, what makes a guy just want to jump off a horse and wrestle a steer? Um, long family line. <laughs> um, his dad, his brother, um, he comes from a line of steer wrestlers. And it's funny he didn't want to be one. Really? He, we were just talking about that this weekend, um, that he wanted to be calf roper. He okay. was giving his dad a hard time <laughs> and saying, you never bought me the horse. You didn't do. I wanted to be a calf roper. And he we were like, but look at you now. You're such a great steer wrestler. <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I guess it since you guys get to enjoy each other and enjoy what you're doing, that really makes it kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. It's it's It was awesome going up and down the road with us, but it's even more um, just rewarding to go up and down the road with your kids yeah. because we have friends that have kids. And, I mean, just this past weekend, everybody had their backpacks of toys, and yeah. we dumped them all out, and all the kids <laughs> just sat and played while the adults were watching stock go. So, I mean, it is, it's really – I wouldn't – I couldn't imagine raising my girls any other way. That's awesome. We're talking with Kelsey White. I'm Buddy Pearson, and you're listening to Local Matters. Well, this is Local Matters with a focus on education. I'm Buddy Pearson, and we're talking with Capshaw's Kelsey Bissell. We have talked about what you're currently doing at Capshaw, working with special needs, third and fourth grade. We've also talked some rodeo, which uh, to me is fascinating uh, that, that you're juggling all this. How does uh, a mom, a wife, a teacher, and somebody pursuing a career in rodeo, how do you juggle all this together? The good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just do the best that we can. Um, try to get everything you can during the day mm-hmm. in and just 
um, hope you're doing hope you're doing right by your kids. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you traveling a lot on weekends? I mean, is that um, not in the winter time? It kind of slows down. Okay. Um, a lot of the rodeos are outdoor, yeah. so they try to go to the few indoor arenas that are in this area in the mm-hmm. winter time. Um, so it's kind of slow right now. But in the summertime, we're gone almost every weekend. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, which is good. I mean. You know, thus being a teacher, that kind of works out. Yeah, a little it bit. does. It Although, really does work out. <laughs> it's it's a shorter summer than what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you know what an eight week, a nine week summer, and it's like where did the summer go? Because Absolutely. you know it's it's toward the end of May, you get done, and then the last of July, first of August, you're We're starting back. You're, you're starting back up again. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about your your daughter Caroline, and and she is in kindergarten at Capshaw, which is you know another generation of of Capshaw people there, and that's awesome. Uh, you know, what's it like seeing her at school while you're there? Um, it's great. It's every time she sees me in the hallway, she comes running, and it's just it's just something to be able to get a hug from your kiddo during the day. Um, <laughs> and she, she's being very good here in the studio. She's she's being all. She's got the headphones on. She's got her iPad. Yeah. She hums a little, but she's still being really good. <laughs> she can't even it's hear okay. herself, no, so she, she doesn't can. even That's know that so she's funny. humming. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's really. Um. I I was excited that the, I had the opportunity for us to be at the same school. Yeah. Um. I was only at the same school as my mom once um, when she was the assistant principal at Prescott, mm-hmm. and I loved that. Um, so I like that I get to have that same opportunity with mine. Well, and I mean, you kind of are continuing a legacy in in doing this with your daughter as your mom did with you. And talk about your mom. I mean, she's had a big influence on you, especially from an education oh, perspective. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere without my mama. Um, that you People say that you're their mom's their best friend and but that's 100 percent truth um she's the first phone call i make on the morning on the way to work and i usually call her in the afternoons if she's not in a meeting um just to say hey how was your day because that's we just check in um she is who i call for my professional advice mm-hmm. when i'm like hey this happened and i was previously the the head softball coach so then i was calling asking for coaching advice on how would you was handle that a press this guy? yes okay yeah. yeah yeah i was the coach for five years before i I decided to just be a mama. Oh, wow. Coaching was taken. Coaching softball and and, doing the rodeo. And getting a master's and And, teaching. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So um, she was the phone call because, I mean, she's been in every role. She was, she has. She was a coach. She yeah. was a teacher. She was all the things. So I'm just extremely blessed that I have her as a mentor and a mom. Yeah. Melanie Bissell, she's she's awesome. Yeah. I, I love having uh, the opportunity to work with her because she brings such wisdom uh, when we have our supervisor meetings and everybody looks to her because yeah. she's got that experience. Yes, I mean, she has literally been in every role. Yeah. So she has experience and, and can have advice for any situation that comes up. Now, don't forget your old dad. <laughs> you know, he, he's got to work his way in there somewhere. Oh, absolutely. He's the best papa. He just recently <laughs> retired, so he is at, he is full-time papa now. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I've joked with him that he's going to have to start getting in the car line because yeah. my grandma and grandpa, once they retired, started picking me up from school. Yeah. So I've recently told him that he's going to have to get a car tag. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about education a little bit more, uh, are you? do you ever worry about um, – and maybe because – Working with special needs is—is is it difficult? More difficult than if you're in a regular classroom? I don't think so. Okay. Um, in a in my previous position, being in a self-contained room, it was more challenging okay. with some of those more severe disabilities. Um, but in my position now, I mean, 
those kids are, I mean, we're just, we're looking at learning. We're looking at learning disabilities. Right. We're not looking at cognitive disabilities right. um, that affect behavior as much as what I was with. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, I mean, these kids have just a harder academic time and some of them struggle with some, some other things that make learning harder. But as far as being more difficult or anything, I have some of those gen ed teachers are in the trench, just as deep in the trenches as I am. Yeah. So with all that you do and as busy as you are and, and what you do in the classroom, do, are you ever worried about burnout? Because we see that with, with teachers, especially young teachers. Absolutely. And teacher retention is huge, not only in Putnam County, but also in the state of Tennessee and throughout the country. So how do you keep it all together? And do you have a support system of other teachers and do you all help each other? Oh, absolutely. Um, we at, um, at previously at Prescott, mm-hmm. this are, we called ourselves a department because I mean, there was 19 sped personnel in that building between teachers and assistants. Oh, wow. Um, so we really leaned on each other a lot. Yeah. Um, we were at the behavior program is at Prescott middle. Um, so we were constantly helping in that classroom. Um, we had our, we, there were two self-contained, um, CDCs at Prescott. So we're constant, we were constantly working together. Um, if it's, if it's not for your fellow teacher, I don't think anybody could make it. (laughs) You've got, you've got to have your group and I'm blessed that, um, I'm now at Capshaw and have another um, teacher there as well being her being K2 because I mean, it's just somebody to go, Hey, I don't remember this part of the, what I'm supposed to do on this part of the IP. And sure. it's just asking her, mm-hmm. what would you do? Or how would you write this goal? Um, and just having that community is the only way that I think you can make it. That is. And that's awesome. Well, having grown up around education with your mom and now that you're in it, what do you think uh, are some of the unique challenges that teachers face today? Really what the kids bring to school okay. is really um, because they're, I mean, they don't want to sit and listen to us talk. So, I mean, we're really trying to incorporate more. I mean, my mom is really big on action-based learning Mm -hmm. and she does trainings on how you can get kids up and moving. Right. um, And how, and giving those brain breaks because I mean, kids are, I mean, attached to screens. Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to listen to someone talk. They'd much rather look at a screen. Mm -hmm. So being able to keep that attention um, is really, I think is a big struggle. Um, and being able to incorporate some movement to keep their brains moving. Do you think that's might be one of the biggest challenges or one of the hardest things that you've had to deal with is just keeping their attention? Yes. Focus is when I, we have, before every IEP meeting, um, I go to the general education teacher and I say, hey, um, I have this executive functioning Mm -hmm. um, inventory. Can you fill it out? And nine times out of 10, when I get that back, focus is one of the things that they've highlighted as something that that kid struggles with. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you handle uh, behavioral problems in your classroom? Um, Everybody is on... um, an incentive. I mean, I, you don't go to work without a paycheck. I don't go to work without a paycheck. Right. So there, I fully believe a kid's got to have some incentive okay. to motivate them. Yeah. Um, because as much as I love my job, if there wasn't a paycheck at the end of the day, yeah. then, um, I'm pro- doing this for free. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this for free. Um, as much as I love the children. So I fully believe that they've got to have a buy-in. Yeah. Um, so I've got an incentive chart that we're trying to fill up 
up and then if they fill that up um we have a game day um so and a lot of the teachers in the gen ed are doing that same that's i got it from them i mean caroline's classroom actually just filled their warm and fuzzy jar um and they got to have a, a they got to bring a game and with my my schedule being a little more constrict constrictive in the gen ed room mm-hmm. my game day is academic games mm-hmm. but i have a basketball hoop and we're spelling working on some of our spelling words if we make a shot like nice. you spell the word and then you get and to it's shoot. basketball season exactly so there you go um so that's something that they look forward to yeah. in trying to get those those tokens to fill that jar and then i'm also a big sugar addict candy. Uh, so candy's I, always yes, good yes so, that's a good incentive yes so if i'm <laughs> if i'm gonna do some um i have a big jar and if you work hard, hey, grab a piece of candy on your way out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I've got to ask this one question, and it's uh, you know, and I just had this vision: Is there ever going to be a high school rodeo team at Upperman, Cookville, or Monterey? Well, it, there doesn't have to necessarily be a team. Okay. Um, the state of Tennessee um, doesn't have a, a specific For high schools? school team. No, all right. it's just all you come, you register yourself, um, and show up. One. But as I think that it would be amazing to have a community yeah. of kids to feel like they were a part of a team, just like, um, just like any other sports. We got team. bowling going on. Now. Oh, absolutely, you know, and, and fishing. And fishing. That's right. You got fishing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what about a rodeo team at Tennessee Tech? I would love that. There was actually talk on that. Really? Um, yes, not that just a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know what happened to it. That was just we on, compete against Martin and everything else. Yes. Why not rodeo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that um, we could draw because Martin is so far west yeah. that we lose. And honestly, so um, the Ozark region is the southeast region for the college um, rodeo. Okay. So Missouri, well, it's not really south. Missouri, Tennessee. Um, Mississippi and, and Alabama um, is the region, and but there's nothing in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing on the coast of Georgia. So if there was a Tennessee Tech had a team, we might be able to draw some of those good yeah. Carolina and Georgia and uh, East Georgia Cowboys and Cowgirls. So I think it would be definitely worth it. That'd be awesome. I, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and just designate you to go ahead and start that. <laughs> you and your mom. Yes. <laughs> Add something else to the plate. <laughs> Add something else to the plate. Kelsey White with us, a guest. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, it, it's uh, it's amazing to see all that you do, uh, but that you love what you do. Absolutely. And if you had any advice for teachers, um, what would it be? Find your community mm-hmm. within your within either your building or within your specialty. Um, find your community and make sure that you find what you love. Because if you don't love it, you don't want to do it. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week on Local Matters. I'd like to thank our guest, Kelsey White, from Capshaw Elementary and a rodeo queen of sorts, also with her daughter, Caroline. Thanks so much. And thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and God bless.